What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. I'm Ron, and today I wanted to sit down and talk about one of my favorite wide receiver prospects, Terrace Marshall. You know, we're like a week, week and a half out from the draft, so I figured I might as well plant my flag while I can before people hop on the train, people hop on the hype train, draft capital happens, you know, maybe he gets drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. So expect not only this Terrace Marshall video to be a banger, but expect me to come out with plenty more and in individual player breakdowns between now and the NFL draft. Now, before I get into that, if at any point in time during this video, you're fucking with the content, you're saying, you know what, man, I really like what he just said. I, I, I want to hear more of that. Make sure you go down below, subscribe and leave a like, man. It really helps out the channel, helps us out on the algorithm, helps us out so that every time I drop a video, you guys can come back and see some more. Before I ramble on any longer let's go let the beef get cold nigga where's the meat, where's the meat? i'm an alpha male ain't no bitch in me grown ass man feed my family any nigga get in my way i'm gonna feed him a pedigree i hold my own i know you guys read the title and you guys are begging me to stop the cap you know i got you if you click on this and you click on this video i got you man a little bit of uh, of clickbait but here's the thing dk metcalf you know he's 230 pounds 6'4 terrace marshall 62205. You know, that's still big, but he looks like DK Metcalf just got over COVID. You know, the Rashad Bateman syndrome. He he's not even the same size or the same athlete that DK Metcalf is. But here's the thing: this comparison, it's not about play style, it's not about size, it's not about blazing the combine. It's simply on paper from an analytics perspective, they have a very similar profile. Like they are like through their freshman and sophomore seasons, almost identical. What do I mean by that? These guys both played with absolute dogs in college. And when I say dog, I mean D-A-W-Gs. These are absolute menaces to the football field. You had Terrace Marshall. He played with Jamar Chase. Not only Jamar Chase, but Justin Jefferson. Then you have DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf had A.J. Brown. He did have Elijah Moore and he had uh, Demarcus Lodge, whatever. But let's just count. We'll just count A.J. Brown. Those are three dogs. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. And yet both of them, DK Metcalf and Terrace Marshall broke out at age 19, a number we know I'm looking for. I want that age 18, age 19 breakout age for these alphas when they hit 20% college dominated ratings, and they're both alpha receivers. They're big as fuck. Pause, bro. Oh my gosh. I gotta edit that out, man. I'm gonna be coming out with a video very soon on how I break down these wide receivers, but I wanna see 18 or 19 breakout age, and I wanna see a really good experience adjusted yards per team pass attempt and weighted dominator rating. Yards per team pass attempts is gonna be receiving yards over pass attempts, just measures dominance and efficiency. It's the best number out there that we have. And then the second number I like to use is weighted dominator rating. Weighted dominator rating is just like college dominator rating, where you take the player's market share of receiving yards and touchdowns in a total offense. But instead of doing 50 50 split, you have 80% receiving yards, 20% touchdowns, because touchdowns are so random in the NFL. We still wanna count for them a little bit, but they're so random in the NFL that you don't want to base 50% of your analytics, your projections of that player based off of touchdowns. Let's look at these charts real quick. We're going to have Terrace Marshall. We're going to have DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Jamar Chase, and it's going to be their weighted dominator rating over years of experience. And then it's going to be their yards per team pass attempt over years of experience. Year one, AJ Brown and Jamar Chase are on top. None of them are really breaking out, but it's because there's so much competition on one team. It's the year two that really stands out to me. Jamar Chase and AJ Brown above the line. You know, they're the alphas in that offense. DK Metcalf and Terrace Marshall are below the line. You want to see uh you want to see a wide receiver go above that line by their second year in the NFL. And the fact that Terrace Marshall and DK Metcalf didn't, I can accept it. They had dogs in their offense. That's why they were below that line in the second year, is because it's hard for both of those players. It's hard for both AJ Brown and DK Metcalf or both Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall to get above that dotted line in year two when they're both in that offense emerging. Then we have year three. This is kind of where the comparison stops because Jamar Chase opts out and Terrace Marshall has the offense all to himself. Now you're probably looking at that, that third slot and you're like, what the fuck is that, that black dot that's put in there? I put that in myself. And the reason why is because the, that year three, the year three, uh, dots for Terrace Marshall that they put there are inaccurate because 
in year three, he opted out of the season early. He actually had about 2.5 yards per team pass attempt and a 38% weighted dominator rating. And this is because he just opted out at the end of the year. And even those numbers are still impressive. They had three different starting QBs all go for like 900 to 1100 yards. It was a down year for LSU. And he dominated alongside five-star recruit Kayshawn Boutte, who if you guys haven't heard about, he's the wide receiver one for Debbie in 2023. Literally, like in those mock drafts, he's going top seven, top eight all the time. Kayshawn Boutte, a name you want to remember because he's going to be talked about on this channel in one to two years for sure. So every step of the way, Terrace Marshall had insane competition and he performed as good, if not better than he could have. Year one and two, he did as good, if not better than someone like DK Metcalf could have done in that offense. Then Jamar Chase leaves. In year three, he does great. And it's not even like no one was in that offense. Kayshawn Boutte was there. And Kayshawn Boutte, he did almost nothing until Terrace Marshall left. Terrace Marshall leaves. Kayshawn Boutte puts up 300 yards two touchdown games, something crazy like that against Ole Miss. He has a bunch of crazy games, but they only happened after Terrace Marshall left. Before that, Kayshawn Boutte was playing second fiddle to Terrace Marshall because Terrace Marshall is a true alpha. Just like DK Metcalf, I expect Terrace Marshall, even though he doesn't have insane uh, analytics when you look at these charts and he doesn't have that year one or two breakout I'm looking for, I think his excuse is valid enough that I believe that Terrace Marshall can not only be a wide receiver two in Dynasty, I think he can be just like DK Metcalf where AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are, are neck and neck right now in that top five, top 10 range of these wide receivers. I think we could be looking at the same thing for Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall. I think Terrace Marshall has that kind of upside. And even though he was he was second fiddle to Jamar Chase in that offense, I don't think that means that he can't come into the NFL and be a main workhorse alpha style wide receiver the thing you could make the case for is that dk metcalf you know a lot of his success came from the combine or not just the combine just him being an athletic freak you know he his athleticism is insane he's 6'4 230 runs a 433 and to be honest with you guys the comparisons after the analytic profile after the charts they kind of stop from there but i will say this terrace marshall killed his pro day he comes in at 6'2 205 alpha size we want that high t alpha size because these are the players that score 20 plus points per game in dynasty and ascend to like top five top 10 dynasty assets then he goes out and runs a 445 and jumps out of the gym with a 128.8 burst score and i'm really not surprised that he's this athletic dude was a five-star recruit there, there's a world out there he's a five-star recruit and he comes into an offense with justin jefferson and jamar chase what he did is still super impressive but i i truly believe that there's an alternate universe out there where he commits to a texas he commits to a texas a&m commits to an oregon etc and is in the conversation for wide receiver one in this class if he just goes somewhere where there's not insane talent like top end justin jefferson greatest rookie season of all time jamar chase is going to be like the highest drafted wide receiver since Corey davis top five draft capital is going to be insane he he could have Terrace Marshall could be in that same conversation with Jamar Chase Devonta Smith had he gone elsewhere he's that kind of talent and it, it shows up it's not just the combines that's not the numbers and I know I, I'm not someone that relies on film too too heavy in my analysis but I like to look at it I like to see what type of archetype these players are what roles they can fit in on offense in the NFL and this guy Terrace Marshall is a TD machine man when you look at this clip he splits out left he's one-on-one -on -one with the corner and he makes the play despite the corner clearly the, the corner is all over his right arm just draped on him just flags out the ass pass interference and he still makes the one-handed grab not only does he make a one-handed grab he makes it with his offhand if i'm if i'm correct i do believe that he's a, a right-handed guy and he makes the he basically grab left-handed catch one hand for a touchdown in the sec and this is stuff that he does routinely he is a red zone jump ball specialist a red zone specialist he scores touchdowns all over the place he split out again here he runs a deep slam type like option route finds the end zone here he goes he's up between two defenders and scores a touchdowns it happens a lot the guy had 1.43 receiving touchdowns per game in a given game that Terrace Marshall played during his entire career even during his freshman year and his sophomore year when he barely broke out he was averaging one 
if not two touchdowns in every single game that he played 1.43 and the craziest thing is he's not just a jump ball red zone specialist you know he's not a Laquan treadmill treadwell he's not a guy that's just going to go in the back of the end zone score touchdowns and that's it you know he true he truly plays all over the field and can succeed anywhere in this in this spot he's in the slot so he's not on the outside this time now he's in the slot he runs a drag gets the ball cuts up field he then shakes off a tackle, jukes out the safety, goes all the way for a 60-yard touchdown. So he has those 4-4-5 four, four, burners, and he's not just a possession receiver, jump ball type guy. He can truly win everywhere. He's super versatile. He played on the perimeter as a sophomore with Jefferson and Chase. Then he moved into the slot as a junior, and that was just because the offense was bad. They just wanted to find a way to get him the ball as, as much as they could. And what that does it gives him an environment where he's now played in every receiver position. He succeeds in all phases. He can easily play the X, the Z, the slot. He can play anywhere on the field in an offense. And he reminds me a lot of Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, he's played a lot in the slot in the NFL, but he can play not only in the slot, he can play on the outside, he can play in the perimeter on the on the weak side. He can do it all. And that's what Terrace Marshall really reminds me of. You know, he's a jumbo slot with great size, speed, production. He can win anywhere on the field. So that brings us to the NFL draft. Where, where is he getting drafted? I've seen him go in mocks. He's going around pick 30. He, I really think he's going to get first round draft capital after the combine. The, the NFL teams, they're going to love the 4-4-5 speed. They're going to love the size. If he gets first round draft capital, uh, I, I would be psyched. And here's some here's some spots that he could go. I think he's going to go probably at like the back end of the first round. You know, selfishly, as a degenerate Jets fan, I want to see Terrace Marshall go to the Jets because I think... I don't think it would be the best place for fantasy wise. I think that'd be a really good spot for him though. You got Corey Davis on the outside. You got Mims on the other side. And Terrace Marshall, because he proved he can play in the slot, it, it makes a lot of sense for them from a, a, a role perspective because that's what they're looking for. They want someone to re replace Jamison Crowder so they can cut him, get get that $10 million off the books for 2021. You get Terrace Marshall, you put him in the slot and you let him eat in the slot as a big slot guy, kind of like what Juju did with Antonio Brown. Fandom aside, me being a Jets fan aside, the, the spots that you really want to see him go at the back end of the first round, the thing is he might go in the, in the top end. You know, He might go to a place like the Bears, the Colts. These wouldn't be death sentences by any means, but I think he's probably gonna go, if he makes it past them, the one spot you don't want though is the Ravens. The Ravens is the spot we don't, if, if Terrace Marshall goes to the Ravens, it's gonna be rest in peace at that point. They don't throw the ball enough. It's nothing against Lamar. They just don't throw the ball enough. It's too many rush attempts. There's not enough pass volume for a, a receiver to ever break out as like a top five guy, unless if something changes there. But if he makes it past the Ravens and he gets the Saints, Packers, Bills, Chiefs, those are all super high-powered offenses, offenses that pass the ball a lot, and offenses that have a hole at wide receiver too. So let, let's recap the boy real quick. He broke out as a 19-year-old sophomore in an offense with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Not only them, though, there was Thaddeus Moss. We also had Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the backfield. A lot of receptions going around, and he still broke out that 20% college dominator rating. He proved he could be a dominant wide receiver his junior year when no one else was there. He even had Keishon Bouti there. He is a fucking alpha. He's an early declare. He's athletic, and he has first-round draft capital. He checks every box besides that year two weighted dominator rating and yards per team pass attempt metric that I like to look at, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt having been in the same offense as Jefferson and Chase. Just like we should have given DK Metcalf the benefit of the doubt being in offense with AJ Brown not fully breaking out in year two, according to those metrics. So the question of the day, where is he going in drafts? Right now he's going off the board at 204 in Superflex rookie drafts as the wide receiver six. And here's the, here's the shocking part. As of today, as I made this video, I have officially moved Terrace Marshall to my wide receiver two spot. I have him as wide receiver two, and I would take him at the 109 in Superflex drafts. And I know in my last video, or not my last video, but one of my last videos I was talking about, you want to sell your late first round picks. If you can't move out of the first or, or you want to just stick it out, pray Terrace Marshall's on the clock because he is that one guy like a T Higgins, like a Brandon Ayuk, where you can get him in that 109 to 112 range. And that's who I'm going to be looking out for. As soon as he's off the board, I'm out of that range. He's going to be the guy that that can save you he's an alpha he, he offers the alpha upside he's gonna get that first round draft capital everyone's gonna overdraft devonta smith jalen waddle 
and all those kinds of players. All those are, are good and well, but like I've said, they're undersized. And it's hard to see an undersized player ever score 20 points per game, ever be an elite dynasty asset. We want the big dogs and Terrace Marshall. He's still being slept on enough. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. It really helps out the channel. And while you're at it, man, follow me at RonStore underscore on Twitter. I post most of these videos that I make recently. Now I'm going to start doing like going forward. I'm always going to put out a Twitter thread. And also where you can find my, I'm going to have a, a new channel on Discord for my Twitter threads. If you guys want to just talk fantasy football with me, if you want to get in the group chat, you know, we talk trades, we do mock drafts in there. Uh, I, I just made a video where a bunch of the subscribers from the Discord were in a, a, a video. Make sure you go down below. You join the Discord, man. It's it's free. There's nothing to lose, man. You, you get nothing but endless dynasty and fantasy football knowledge in there. So make sure you go down below. Join that shit. And as always, man, I'll see you guys in the next one. Pull up outside with a briefcase. It's time to handle business. Yo, fuck if he like it, but he gonna respect the script. Yeah, I ain't so funny games, still a nigga trippin' Trip him out the blow, hide the west side just to catch him slippin' Pull up, bounce on with a briefcase, it's time to handle business Dang, baby, I just look like this, fuck a nigga mean